Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the USF Health Morsani College of Medicine Alumni Society podcast. I have with me today, Ethan Song. Ethan just finished USF Morsani College of Medicine within the last month and has moved on to a plastic surgery residency at Duke University. And Ethan, I'm really happy to have you here today. And I'm looking forward to hearing a little bit about your story and and some of the good things that happened to you along the way. So you want to kick us off and just tell us a little about yourself? Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me, Dr. Riddle. Uh, it's always glad to have uh, this continued connection with USF, especially after having graduated recently and moving on to residency. Um, so a little bit about myself. Um, I was born in China, um, and my family had actually immigrated to the uh, U.S., uh, but I had sort of stayed back in China for a little bit to be taken care of by my grandparents while my parents sort of got settled in, in America. And when I was a kid, I remember being sick all the time. Um, and this was, you know, maybe like from two to three years old, I was sick even as a baby. Um, and there was no answer to why I was being sick. I remember spending a lot of time in the hospital. My parents were running around um, trying to find answers, meeting different hospitals, uh, different doctors, nurses, healthcare teams uh, and various healthcare systems and hospital systems, um, trying to figure out why their son was so sick all the time, whether it was pneumonia, whether it was croup, septic arthritis. Um, it, it was a very scary time for all of us. And I remember spending a lot of my time in the hospital watching the same TV shows on, on the hospital uh, little screen um, you know, over and over again, just wondering you know, when I could spend the next time like with, with my friends at, at school and, you know, having fun and being a normal person. Um, and it wasn't until I was like five or so that we finally got a little bit of answers. I think, you know, we were getting really desperate as a family because our financial resources were drying up, especially as an immigrant family where we really didn't have much to start with. Um, but then using all of the reserves for, you know, taking care of my own health and being in the hospital, all the bills you can imagine is can be overwhelming for, for like a new family and any family in, in general. Um, but uh, one, of, one of our physicians uh, were doing like deep blood tests or like rigorous blood testing um, and found there was an anomaly in, in some of my titers, uh, specifically immunoglobulins. They, they said, Ethan, like you don't have like any immunoglobulins, uh, what's going on? So they, they referred me to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and uh, you know, out of this crazy serendipitous moment, St. Jude reached back out to us and said, hey, we'd like to see Ethan. Um, why don't we have you guys come over to us, you know, all expenses paid um, and we'll, we'll take care of him. Um, and I think that was like sort of like the beginning of my journey into medicine and healthcare, where um, eventually I was diagnosed by the doctors at St. Jude with this rare condition called X-linked agamic globulinemia. And um, for those of you who, um, are aware of this rare condition. It's very, very uh, challenging because my body doesn't produce mature B cells. So without B cells, then I don't produce antibodies to fight against infection, which really was the, the, the cause of me getting sick all the time. Um, even just like common infections um, would take a long time for me to heal from because I just didn't have the defenses necessary. Um, but you know, they, at that point in time, when they diagnosed me, I, I sort of felt this transformative moment where the trajectory of my life had completely shifted where I was going to be, you know, hospitalized all the time to, to one where I can live a normal life. And that was an incredible experience for me, just being in that room and feeling the relief from my own family 
um, and, and knowing that I was going to be okay. You know, treatment is going to be every four weeks I get infusions of uh, IVIG. Um, but aside from that, you know, I could live a normal, healthy life. And this was sort of like that moment where I realized that I wanted to pay this grand gift forward to, to people who were in similar situations, who, who needed the help, who didn't have answers. Um, and, you know, I wanted to do that because that's exactly what was given to me. So, you know, I'm very fortunate to have had all the resources and support throughout my life, uh, getting to this point. And I'm, I'm just happy to be here where I can, you know, be actively involved in people's care um, and, and really get to know the families. You know, every family is different. Every diagnosis is different and affects the patient and the family in different ways. So very, very fortunate and grateful for this opportunity to be here. Yeah, that's actually kind of an amazing story, really. How old were you when you finally got your diagnosis? Yeah, so when I got my diagnosis, I was probably five. And according to the medical literature that I sort of really got into, because I was so curious about myself and my condition and, you know, all this stuff, all the background about like, you know, who I am and why I'm here. Uh, turns out that if a lot of patients who are diagnosed late have an increased risk of actually early mortality. Um, and for some reason, I was lucky enough to even get to age five. You know, most, most of the uh, maternal antibodies sort of disappear by like six months. So anything could happen between six months and like three years. And if you get hit with something very, very unfortunate, um, like a pneumonia or something like that, um, you know, that could be bad news, like very sure. early on. So very glad that, you know, things worked out the way they did, especially since I was able to, you know, get to kindergarten and still be somewhat okay. Yeah. And now look at you, you're, you're all the way through medical school. So you talked yeah. a little, yeah, yeah. You mentioned a little bit about, you know, the, the financial impact of having a, a immigrant family and, a, you know, incurring all the, the bills during the early years of your life. And then, you know, obviously you've had ongoing treatment every month for your, and that will follow you forever. So, you know, talk a little bit about some of the, you know, the, the struggles from that perspective and what kinds of things have happened that have allowed you to get where you are in terms of, of support? Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a great question, Dr. Riddle. Um, I think there's always, I mean, for any family in general, where someone or a loved one has a medical condition, um, you know, there's always this talk about how family is like one medical bill away from bankruptcy. And it's a very, very serious thing because you know, for me as, as a patient and having lived this experience, it's, it's very true and it's close to my own heart. And if it wasn't for the support that St. Jude gave me, because they paid for every single visit, they would like send prescriptions, everything, everything was covered by the hospital. Um, you know, for people who don't have those situations, I think it's very hard to navigate the healthcare system, especially when you're not um, aware of anything that's going on. And, you know, for me, I was very lucky to have that financial support from the very beginning, you know, having a very loving family that was really trying to make things work for their own careers, having St. Jude in my life and, you know, going through education wise, um, you know, getting scholarships and financial support from whichever school I went to, uh, it really helped me out because, you know, for me having this ongoing condition, there's always the, the cost of like medical care. Um, you know, insurance may cover most of it, but it's not everything. And, you know, where, where am I going to find that money to, to cover the rest of my medical costs? 
So I think what has been such a blessing from USF was that um, they were gracious enough to give me a bunch of support from various different scholarships so that not only could I use this to help cover my own outside life uh, situations, but, you know, really help me focus on my medical education where I could bring the attention back to like why I was here in the first place. You know, I would, I wouldn't have to worry so much about everything else in my life that I could just dedicate wholly to becoming the best physician and training that I could be so that I could be there for my patients. So if you're comfortable, Ethan, for the audience, since there may be folks listening that aren't familiar with what it costs to go to medical school, you don't have to give your own personal numbers, but just in general, what, what does it cost to go to medical school at, at USF on average? Yeah, that, that's a good question too. And I've heard like various things from various people, but I think the national average is probably like over $200,000 and uh, in debt uh, for, for anyone who's graduating a four-year medical program. Um, and I think within USF, you know, I was definitely fortunate enough to, to graduate with, with less than that. But um, a lot of my friends, I think some of them would go up to like $300,000 because, you know, tuition being out of state, um, you know, isn't necessarily like the most uh, financially, <laughs> I would say feasible situation, mm-hmm. but you know, we all have to be a doctor at some point, right? So whatever it takes. Um, but some people do graduate with a hefty amount of debt and, you know, around graduation time, everyone's trying to figure out what am I going to do? How am I going to pay this back? And when they do the calculations, they realize, oh my goodness, this is a huge chunk of my paycheck. And depending on where I go for residency, whether or not it's like a 501c3 sponsored institution, or like what the future career is going to be, you know, there's, there's always ongoing talk of like, oh, should I go into private practice? Should I go into academic medicine? Like, what is my future going to look like because of all these loans? Right. And that's something that we, we as students really don't think about until it's a little bit too late. Uh, and we don't appreciate it until, you know, we're, you know, like, ha- like drowning in, in debt, um, you know, after we finish residency. Um, and, you know, n- not just with like, medical debt, but there's, there's also other things going on in our lives. Like if we want to start a family, buy a house, you know, that just adds on to the other financial burden. So it's always something to think about. Um, you know, debt is something that will always live with you <laughs> in a sense. Um, and I know some debt can't be forgiven. So it, it's always a, a worrying thing, just, you know, just nitpicking in terms of, you know, things to worry about on top of all the duties of being a physician or resident physician. Yeah. And I, you know, I wanted to talk to you specifically because I got to know you well during your time at USF and, and you know, that we work really hard to, to raise money for scholarship. Some of your scholarships came from organizations like Alpha Omega Alpha or, or others, but you also received some, some scholarship money from my class, actually, my class scholarship. And, you know, I, I think it's really important for folks to understand that, that that giving back that our alumni do and others, we have many, many donors that are not alumni, what it really means. So are there, are there things that you were able to do because of the gift of scholarship that you may not have been able to do otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. I think 
first and foremost, like I want to thank all of the donors who have supported me, uh, whether or not we've met in person or, you know, if I've been able to like write a thank you note. Um, it really means a lot to me to have the support, especially, you know, for considering like you're giving money to a stranger, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it means it means quite a lot to me that that people believe in, in supporting the future generations. Um, and it's a very strong motivator for me to really put in the effort because I know people believe in me uh, in that sense. So there is that. But also what the scholarship has allowed me to do throughout the years is really pursue a lot of my own passions within research. Um, I, I definitely see myself ending up in like an academic setting where I can really push the envelope in, in research or developing innovations that can really change things for patients. Because if it wasn't for research and innovation, I personally wouldn't be here. So I think that's very near and dear to me. Um, and one of the greatest things that I've had to experience at USF is like being able to travel um, across the country for national conferences, whether it's like oral presentations or poster presentations. Um, and I've even been able to travel internationally to present at Amsterdam um, one year about uh, esophageal cancer patients. And you know, although my, my sort of career path has shifted a little bit, um, I think research has always been near and dear to me because this is how we are able to advance medical knowledge and guide therapeutic options and strategies for our patients who really need it. Um, and to have that like passion develop in medical school um, and not have that support, so to speak, you know, I, I don't know where I would be. So I'm very thankful to, to have that uh, gift from USF because now I know I'm more solidified in like my own passions and where I, what I want to do with my, with my career in the future. Well, you've got an amazing story. And I think bringing it back to the point you just made about research and the opportunities you had to do some of that and have some scholarship support that allowed you to be able to, to go places and do those things tied directly to your point about your own health condition. And, but for research done probably decades ago, we wouldn't know about that disease and we wouldn't know how to treat it. So I think that's, you know, that's a really good point. Um, I also think it's really important for folks that are listening to know that we would, we, and when I say that, I mean, those of us that give back and those that may be thinking about what they'd like to do and what they'd like their legacy to be. um, It takes a lot to support scholarships. And we would love to be able to have every student that comes to USF have a full ride. You know, some, there are some medical schools in the country. I think NYU is the one that comes to, you know, top of mind that has an endowment that allows for their students to, to, you know, go tuition free. So Mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's a dream that I would love to, you know, I wish I were I don't know the Amazon, yeah, maybe like a billionaire, <laughs> a or billionaire. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. All that money. Yeah. yeah. It would be awesome to be able to do that. But at USF, we don't have, we don't have that yet. So I'm no, hopeful hope for the future. Yeah. It's hope for the future. And I hope that hearing stories like yours will, you know, will help folks realize how important that giving back is. And mm. gosh, if you even think about St. Jude, they, they are able to do what they do because of the generosity of people that, that give back. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I went into this 
series for this podcast, you know, not wanting it to come across or feel like a, a, a fundraising activity. But at the end of the day, I do want people to understand that if, if you are someone who wants to give back and looking for something meaningful, I can't imagine that hearing your story wouldn't leave that impression on folks. So that was the purpose behind this. And you, you did an amazing job of, you know, of, of telling your story and sharing some, you know, some of some things that are pretty personal. So I appreciate that very much. Yeah, absolutely. Dr. Riddle. And I think, you know, there's, there's always the power of, of giving the gift of giving is something that has been around for so long. And, you know, it really warms my heart to know that people out there who, who care, who care about um, people that they might not meet. And I think that's sort of like the beauty of medicine too, because with, with research, with, you know, taking care of like community health programs or um, having your own clinic, you know, you have that influence to, to really reach out to people and have that effect, even though you might not meet them. And I think that's one of the beautiful things in medicine. And I'll probably just say one more thing, um, just with regards to like scholarship and, you know, paying it forward. Um, for me, I definitely see myself in that role when, once I actually am financially stable again, um, you know, knock on wood, we'll, we'll see when that happens. But, um, you know, I think there's this sort of a long-term investment when it comes to like students and the next generation, because, um, you know, I'm essentially representing USF at, at another institution. And um, I think the more we have like successful students coming out of USF and representing uh, USF at these top places, top programs, you know, I think that is sort of like a uh, multi or a potentiating effect where, you know, the name of USF gets out there and then more and more places will be like, wow, like USF is such a great place to come from. Like they have great clinical training. The academics are great. You know, we want students from USF because they were able to succeed in medical school in all regards. And for them to succeed, um, it, it requires a good amount of support. And, you know, whether it's from scholarships, whether it's from like meeting great mentors uh, and teachers along the way, um, you know, it really, it takes a village to, to raise and develop someone into, um, to bring them to like their full potential, so to speak. So I think a scholarship will go a long way, even though it might not feel like that now, but, you know, I can definitely see this in the future where you, you have more and more successful students coming out, representing the school, representing medicine as leaders in the future. Um, and to be able to support them at an early age and cultivate that passion um, early on, I think is very, very important. It'll go a long way. I 100% agree with you. And I think the other message that just came through what you said is that giving back takes on many forms and giving to scholarship, incredibly important. That's a, that's a gift of treasure, but spreading the word, being an ambassador, being a mentor, um, you know, being willing to connect with students after you're off doing whatever you're going to do for your career. That's also a form of giving back and that's giving of your time and your talent. So all of those things, I call that the three-legged stool of philanthropy. It's, mm -hmm. and it's, and you've done a really nice job of sort of letting folks know that there are many ways to give back and scholarship is just one of them. So I appreciate your time this morning. I told you it would go pretty quickly and it has. Um, any last words, Ethan, that you'd like to, to share? 
Um, no, not really. I, I really appreciate you having me on and, you know, giving me the opportunity to share my story and how these scholarships have really affected and helped me uh, in my journey through USF as a medical student. Um, I really couldn't have done it without your support, um, Dr. Riddle, and everyone else along the way who I've met. Um, you know, I really owe a lot to the school. First of all, you know, giving me the opportunity to pursue my passions and dreams of becoming a physician. And now it's sort of coming into fruition, you know, looking back, it's, it's sort of crazy how far um, I've been able to come. And I, I've seen a lot of my own classmates and friends like really develop into strong clinicians. So, you know, I, I think it is an incredible experience to, to be at this point. And hopefully in the future, like I'll have the opportunity to pay it forward as well and, and help represent the school. Well, you are a phenomenal human being and you're already doing a, a wonderful job of rep representing USF. And I, I'm really honored and proud to know you. So I look forward to seeing what your life, how your journey unfolds, Ethan. I think you're going to do great things. Yeah. Likewise, Dr. Riddle. I, I know you're doing big things too at USF. So I'm excited to see what happens. Well, thanks. Let's you know, we'll see, we'll see how things unfold. So go have a wonderful day. I know you're very busy as an intern. So enjoy what time you have today before you have to hit the ground running tomorrow morning again. Absolutely. Thanks, Dr. Riddle. Appreciate Thank your time you. as well. Thank you. Bye-bye.